Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now sometimes when we're in a troubled spot, all we want is a miracle. Wouldn't you agree? When we find ourselves down and out, we turn to God asking Him for a miracle to get us through. I can remember some of the toughest moments in my life. I remember lying on my bed asking God to speak to me in some miraculous way. I just wanted Him to talk to me, to tell me what to do next, to tell me I was on the right path. I wanted to know what decisions I should be making, what direction I should turn, and what my future would hold for it was so uncertain. I remember being scared and needing help. Have you ever done anything like that? Been in a moment where you're just broke down and want something from the outside, some proof, some miracle? Have you ever asked God to come through for you in your toughest moments to give you some kind of miracle? to speak to you. What would you do if he did speak to you? Would you believe what you were hearing? If God sent an angel to speak to you, or Jesus himself, would you believe what you were seeing? We return to the disciples once again on that first night of the resurrection as they were talking about the testimonies of Jesus' resurrection, the two guys that were on the road to Emmaus, they saw Jesus and ran back and told the disciples all about it. And the disciples were a little skeptical. And as they were talking about, about these things, Jesus himself came and stood among them. Peace to you. He said, that's what all of us want. When we are afraid, when we doubt, when we are hurting, we just want Jesus to speak to us. And that is exactly what happened to the disciples. Peace to you. Jesus himself in his resurrected body came and spoke to them. <clears throat> They were afraid of persecution. They were having doubts about Jesus rising from the dead from others. They were hurting over witnessing the brutal death of Jesus. They were hurting over dreams that were crushed. They wanted, then more than ever, Jesus to speak to them. And in their despair, that's exactly what happened. But they were startled and they were frightened and they thought that they saw a spirit. Even though there were 11 of them in the room, they all thought that they were hallucinating. Perhaps the same would happen if all of us were here. Well, we are here. <laughs> If perhaps the same would happen if all of us, if Jesus came and spoke to all of us here in this moment, 
and said to each of your individual troubled hearts, peace to you. Perhaps collectively, all together, we would think that we were hallucinating. They thought that they had saw a ghost. They wanted a miracle, and here was their miracle. And they didn't believe their own eyes. Would you believe your own eyes? Probably even less today, with all of the tricks that you can do with uh, video cameras and things, probably even less today you would believe what you saw. Has God answered prayers in your life only to have you take them for granted? Has he answered your prayers to have you once again doubting the answer and writing it off as a coincidence? That's what happened here. They got exactly what they wanted and they didn't believe it. Now Jesus tried to convince the disciples that he was not a ghost. And he said to them, why are you troubled? And why do doubts arise in your heart? See my hands. See my feet. It is I myself. Touch me and see. For a spirit does not have flesh and bones as you see that I have. And when he said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. Jesus was saying, see, your miracle has happened. See, your prayers have been answered. I am alive. Touch me. You would think that would be enough. But it wasn't. Everywhere we look, we can see the handiwork of God. We see the spring coming into bloom. We see children. We see our own flesh and blood. And yet we still find ourselves asking, is there a God? Beyond our hurts, we can see many blessings in our lives, such as our families, our possessions, our very lungs filled with the air that we breathe. And yet we still wonder, does God love me? The disciples touched the answer to their prayers. And yet the next verse tells us, and why they still disbelieved for joy and marveling. Now you can say, well, they believed. They were just overcome with joy. They just, it was too good to be true. But the fact of the matter is, is we expect things not to be that good. And when they are, like, I don't want to put my trust here. This is too good to be true. And they still doubted. Jesus decided to use one last demonstration to prove that it was he who stood before them. And he said, do you have anything to eat? And they gave him a piece of broiled fish. He took it and he ate it before them. This demonstration was amazing. For one who was dead was now doing the things of the living. We see this miracle every day when we partake of our daily bread. When we sinned against God, we were as good as dead. And yet, look around you. You're still alive. 
We fill our plates with food and we commence to eat every day. This miracle of ours only takes place because after man sinned, God promised Jesus. And Jesus would take our sins to his cross so that we, who were as good as dead, live. We fill our plates, we eat our food, and we live our lives because Jesus lived, died, and rose again to grant us this gift of life that we share. And yet we still doubt. I am convinced by what happens next in the scriptures that the disciples still doubted even after Jesus ate the very fish before their eyes. The scriptures read, Then he said to them, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. When Jesus opened their minds to understand the scriptures, that is when they truly understood that he was alive. It was written. When he opened their minds, they understood that what happened had to happen. And when he opened their minds to understand the law of Moses, the Psalms and the prophets, the holy scriptures, they finally received the peace that Jesus spoke to them. Aha, it's written right here. This must happen. In revealing the meaning of the scriptures to them, he said this. It is written that the Christ should suffer and on the third day rise from the dead, and that repentance and forgiveness of sins should be proclaimed in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. And that's exactly what is happening here. Scripture was fulfilled in those 11 carrying that word to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and all the ends of the earth, even this corner of the vineyard in West Lafayette. You are here. You stood condemned by the law. The law of God makes every single one of us guilty. But the gospel of Christ proclaims every single one of you forgiven for Jesus' sake. Scripture is being fulfilled even here, even now. In the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus, the disciples found the answer to their prayers. And they learned of this life. And they learned of this death and resurrection from the written word of God. 
The answer to their prayers was in the last place that they thought to look. The Bible. The Bible which points to Jesus. And no matter what our problems are, and I know that they're mounting as the end of the semester comes near. But the answer is met in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. Now we might say, Pastor, it cannot be that simple. It's too simple. It is that simple. We need the Holy Spirit because we confess in the small catechism, I cannot by my own reason or strength believe in Jesus Christ, my Lord, or come to him. It doesn't make sense. My problems are too big. But the Holy Spirit has called me by the what? The gospel, the written word of God. And he has enlightened me with his gifts, the font, the supper. And he strengthens and keeps me. I like that word keeps. Because we're always wanting to doubt. We're always wanting to go astray. This isn't a one-time deal. You're baptized and you never have any doubts again. I have I had doubts just before I came to preach this sermon. You just doubt all the time. But we need the Holy Spirit to open our minds to the scriptures so that we can understand these things must take place. Then in our darkest hour, even a dark hour like the one the disciples felt following Good Friday, the death of their brother, their beloved, we can know the peace that surpasses all understanding. And now that peace, guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus until he returns for you. Amen.